enough. Welcome back to the Unimposters podcast. I'm Damien, and that's uh, Andy. That's Andy, and we we have a special guest with us in the uh, in the um in the in the, the closet today, and that's um Pastor Ben. That, that's, that's Pastor oh. Ben. All right, and so like I was trying to like I was trying to come up with like what Please is Please never call me Pastor Ben again. Okay, all right. Good. And coming to a church near you, we're, Pastor Ben. Dun, dun, dun. We're also really trying to not call the, this the closet, uh, but it is like you know we are surrounded by clothes. We have the hanger. I don't see why this can't be the closet. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We do have the hanger here in this building. Although it does we? seem like the sign would be a little odd. Hanger yeah. this way, closet that way. Hmm. We just call this the hangers since there are multiple there hangers there in are, here there holding are. up all these. Costume. That would get confusing, but I mean, we do have the Crossroads Coffee sh- uh, Coffee Spot, and we also have a Crossroads Church, and so. Do we really call the coffee spot the Crossroads Coffee Spot? We have no. for four over four years now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and people, <laughs> yeah, people thought I changed the name of it when Crossroads Church came. I said, no, it's been there for four years. We need to just start naming different parts of the church different stuff on the assumption that that is what causes other churches to come to this building. Hey. <laughs> I mean, between between the school and the <laughs> We we you know what I just you know what I just discovered? What is that? The Microsoft back pew in the sanctuary. What? Uh-huh. I just named it that. Oh, I, I see can you only guess. assume. Ah, I can only assume Microsoft is now going to want to join. Gotcha, gotcha. Nice. Uh, yeah, we have we have we've called a new area, a new entry called it Gateway, and so we're expecting Gateway to move in. <laughs> Goodness no. And another area called the Village. All right. Okay. <laughs> so hey, we're uh, we're we're here, and uh, this is like this is episode three of our uh, wrap up for the book of Genesis. Uh, and uh, uh, week one, it was Andy and I just sitting here, like you know, like woo, we're just like enjoying our time. But do you have a problem with the Christmas sign over there? I have a problem with how much you're talking about wrapping up with the Christmas presents right in front of you. I, well, you know what? It's like it's 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 in my brain. It's it was subliminal messaging. And last week we had uh, we had Pastor Jonathan in here, and he uh, talked with us a little bit. So we have we have Ben in here uh, uh, with us this week, and so uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna jump right into this. Um, we're we're gonna, because we have to ask a question I did not ask last week, and we did not ask each other two weeks hence, and we got to get to it. And so, uh, but what but first, are you? wearing what, what what am i what am i wearing those flip-flops oh just no those are the questions are you, are you asking me what are those <laughs> what are those <laughs> moving on. i didn't say it <laughs> so uh so ben one of the one of the things we uh, uh we, we took a look at uh just together and um uh, before i hit go officially i mean i think it's actually recorded somewhere we were actually talking about what you would name flocks of things, and one of the things we talked about was like, what would you name a flock of angels? And uh, we uh, we talked about the, uh, the uh, a host would be good, but that would be like just the militarized version. A herd, yeah, a herd. I, I feel like that would just <laughs> like probably not a gaggle of they, angels. They are so scary. I feel like we would have to give them like a really scary name, like a humble of angels. Hey, there's a there's a there's a good uh, a humble of angels. But anyway, any case, like our only experience of angels is actually just as like messengers or as like they show up looking kind of scary a couple of times. Well, they they show up looking scary every time. Um, but we'll, we'll get to the angels in a second. <laughs> Got to learn how to ask questions better. Um, <laughs> you know, one time I had a question. Uh huh. 
I don't remember what it was, though. Did you have any questions you'd like to ask? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, you know, like every now and then you have God show up in physical form or like something that we say it was God in physical form, uh, such as the moment in time when Jacob wrestles a guy before meeting up with his brother that he stole a lot of stuff from and he had uh, what well, you could call some, some, some pretty big anxiety at the time. And he named the place, I have met with God here. And so we assume from the text that Jacob thinks that he met with God there. Uh, ben, what, what do you say the identity of the man that Jacob wrestled with is? Well, first you told me we were going to talk about Noah's Ark and naming animals uh, and bringing the animals on board. So this is a total you know, out of, yeah, shock to me. <laughs> but since you mentioned it, <laughs> since you mentioned it, <laughs> Wait, what was the question again? <laughs> All right. Who's the Who guy wrestled that Jacob, Jacob wrestled? Uh, the evidence does. It's funny. The evidence, there's evidences that point to definitely God himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's evidences, obviously, that say, surely not God himself, right, from other places in Scripture. It was, um, and don't call me Shirley. You no. Know, <laughs> my, my Bible does capitalize <laughs> when talking about the man that wrestled with Jacob. All right. And okay. So, um, you know, those, those, I'm pretty sure it wasn't capitalized in the original Hebrew, though. You know, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, my, my, my seminary would say it was not. But uh, so, that, yeah, that's a good question. That's a great thing to, to look at and, and to ponder. Um, go ahead. And if it, was, if it was God, do we, do we then classify that as, uh, as, as Jesus? Since we like, we oftentimes when we look at the Trinity, we look at uh, we, we we look at God the Father, we look at God the Son, uh, God in, in you know in, in corpus, and then God the Holy Spirit. Um, do we do we say that that's that's you know pre incarnation Jesus? I know some people that do say that mm-hmm. you know because saying that's when you know anytime he's on Earth walking around, that's Jesus mm-hmm. getting after it and stuff. But um, yeah, that's. Again, that's a big debatable question, and I don't have a firm answer. I'm one of those guys that on stuff like this, I think it could go either way. I'm not dogmatic about it and uh, only only punch people that disagree with me and, oh, okay. and not not just lock their heads else. off. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and like, I think the most important question, we did ask this when we first talked about it a couple months ago, is does it change anything? Like, does like how much does it actually matter? The answer to that question. I don't think it matters a whole lot. I think, again, I think we have the ambigu- ambiguity there that um, is great for scholars to question and write books on and to make lots of money, feel important, come up with new ideas. Uh, but as far as is it how it affects us in our faith and our daily walk and things like that, I don't. I don't think it makes a, a huge amount of difference. No. Right on. All right. Uh, so, like, like, like I alluded to before, we were talking about like groups of animals and groups of like naming groups of things. Like, we were actually talking about like naming animals uh, earlier. Uh, and just in case anybody at home wanted to know, a group of wild, uh, a group of feral domesticated cats is called a glaring, and a group of hippopotamus or hippopotami or hippopotamuses, just depending on which is your favorite Christmas song, is called a bloat. So if a if the posse of those cats, feral mm-hmm. cats, is glaring, uh-huh. if I see a bunch of people glaring at me, does that make them feral cats? Like well, on a sermon doesn't go the way they think it should? Having given several sermons and watching people glare at me, I would absolutely agree okay. to, uh, to classify them as feral cats because that's the way I feel they're looking at me at that point in time. Gotcha. Or at least like, you know, like you tell a joke from the pulpit. 
there's no there's no like less uh, there's no more of a merciless position to tell a joke from than the pulp because people look, look at you like what's going on you're like and punchline and they look at you like I wasn't uh, listening. <laughs> either that or like, this is not the time to be going all jokey McJokester, which is why I, I feel it is my 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 bound duty um to 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 to, to be the to, to be a person in the in the room who laughs loudly. So you could like give people like a cue. He does. Like, hey. He really does believe that. Yes. <laughs> just I, no, I appreciate you, Damon, because when a, when a joke flocks, you're always there to laugh really loud from the back. I wake had, everybody else up. I, I had an English, <laughs> I had an English professor uh, in college, who his name was Terry Neinheis, and this guy was like he was like six five, six six, something like that, with big old hands and like long face, and whenever he would laugh, his like jaw would unhinge. He just ha 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 ha, and I thought that was the most awkward thing in the entire world in the classroom but then when i started doing theater he started coming to the shows and we could always find terry wherever he was in the in the uh um in the the the, the auditorium and we stopped calling him dr Ninehouse and started calling him terry because he was so essential to the, <laughs> to the performance of these shows because oh, yes. at least if people were laughing they were laughing at dr Ninehouse. <laughs> 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 They're like, what? Is that man okay? <laughs> Is he about to give birth to a cat? <laughs> Nine Heist. You had yeah. a plant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was about to give birth to a glaring. So, uh, in, in any case. Nine Heist. Is that no name in German? That's close I, to that, I, right? I, Nine Heist. I, I, I don't know. Like, okay. he, he looked. He drove. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> that reminds me of the Bible. That reminds me of the Bible. Especially and, that time. Wait, I lost my train of thought. Damien, didn't you have another question? I did have another question, yes. Uh, so um, one of the things that we got off onto a really huge tangent that we had a lot of fun with was angels. Because like the, the, the word literally mean literally meaning messenger. Uh, but we also discovered like, we thought like that is our only experience of the angels. Um, how important are the angels? Again, to like a like daily walk and to like our theology and what we believe and what 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 we do when we approach God. Well, that yeah, that is. I think that's a harder question than the previous one. Just in because you hear so many people having different interpretations of that. You know, it, more lay people. You know, the, you bring the uh, the who is meeting with Jacob to the lay person, and they just take it generally at face value. Now you start talking about angels, and there's a whole other thing. A lot because pop culture has done so much with it. We've seen, you know, from from artists who've painted for thousands of years, been painting said angels and stuff, and mm -hmm. so that brings all new interpretation. And um, and for me personally, again, I, I've heard people talk about angels in a manner that I wasn't always comfortable with, but my spirit was um, was kept from being combative about it because of my humility before God in that, okay, I, I'm not going to presume, you know, um, that you can't work in certain ways, that you can't display yourself or have your hosts in these different places um, in these manners people have. Now, if it's ever inconsistent with Scripture, I'm quick to, you know, point those types of things out, and I think that's important. But, uh, again, I to think that all that God is and, and can be is limited to what I've personally experienced, I think that's... Um, I think that's a little shallow of me to, to think that, or maybe even l less than shallow. It's more 
you know, very um, egotistical to yeah. think that I've had all that. So, yeah. um, so again, I, there's so many pictures and looks from what that could be and in, in interactions that it's it's hard to hard to do that. Like one, for example, when my dad said, I mean, they talk about my dad, one of the most intelligent God, slash godly men I know. Uh, uh, talks about times that he know knew an angel did something. You know, look look like a human, but he said, "There's no way it wasn't an angel who intervened for us on this particular case." You know, and so um, yeah, your, your dad has like some, some 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 pretty shaky scientific credentials, though. Something along the lines of what was it like nuclear physics or something? Yeah, like that? Or, you know, PhD, oh, yeah, okay. all that stuff. Yeah, so, so like he's he sort of dabbled in science. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so so he he says that, and so when I hear him give that type of testimony, which I've personally never experienced, I'm like, wow, you know, there's there's more than what I myself have done. Right on. All right, so uh, like the big question we wanted to get to today is, it actually like a former student of mine, uh, you know, just uh, refriended him on Facebook recently, and he's listened to the podcast a little bit. Uh, he's, uh, he's like part of a church plant that's going to be like opening up, like actually, I think it opened up last week, actually, uh, th- this guy, but he, uh, he sent me three silly questions that I, I'm not going to really repeat here because it's just like, you know, like, you know, silly. We, we, we've got the silly covered, but like his, like the, <laughs> the big question he asked was, uh, how do you, uh, I'm going to boil this into a, uh, uh, an approachable question. How do you facilitate a discussion between Armenians and Calvinists. Oh, that's it's a joy. Let me just say that first of all, <laughs> and you got to have lots of time on your hands. Uh, you don't want to do that between Sunday school and big church, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, first, uh, just like because, like, I, I feel like anybody who's li- who's like listening right now who has never heard the Those term Arminian, and they've heard the term Calvinist when they see people like thumping at their chest a little bit, like. What do those words mean anyway? Yeah, let, like let let's let's break those down first. Like, if, if if you wouldn't mind, like what we mean when we say Ar- Armenian, when we say Calvinist, and then we'll like we'll 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 get into like how we how we facilitate a discussion. Of course, there's no textbook answer on any of that stuff, right? There's and not. So but the internet's full of in- information. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, basically, you know, it comes down. Of course, Calvin just had his his little acrostic tulip that he used to talk about a few different. Um, representations of God's grace and things, and on the other side was, uh, is it Arminius? Is that his name? It was Arminius. With the S on the end? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been watching Jeopardy, and all the, everyone keeps leaving off the, right, the S on stuff, and they lose, so I didn't want to lose. They didn't want to lose here. All right. Um, <laughs> Arminius escaped. had kind of a, a, a counter to that. Um, again, I am in the camp. I have I, I side on one side of the camp, on the Armenian side, I would say, more than on the Calvinistic side, uh, but I'm not dogmatic about that either. You know, again, to think that um, I've got everything figured out, and so I can get along with folks for sure in those regards. But to jump into those things, I guess all right, you guys, help me out here. Tulip, T-U-L-I-P, right on the Calvinistic side. T, total depravity of man. You unlimited. Hmm? Is it un- unconditional? Unconditional. Election. What was it? Election. Election. I always get that one in the L. Limited, limited atonement. atonement. Yeah, yeah, those. Like, I mix those two up. Uh, then uh, tulip, the I, irresistible grace, and then P, perseverance of the saints. So just saying that basically God has chosen who He's going to choose, and that's that's pretty much it, you know. And the other some of those characteristics come from that. God chooses them; He didn't unchoose them. Uh, perseverance of the saints, limited, you can't uh, limited resist atonement. It. 
You can't resist it. Once he shows himself to you, you can't resist his grace. Limited meaning that there's only a certain amount of people will receive that. Um, so total depravity, we're all, we're all jacked up and can't do anything, can't recognize good. And, of course, that takes another step that we can't even recognize the good of God to accept. Um, and so that's those things fall together there. On the other end, of course, uh, Ar- Arminianism is more of a uh, – I'm actually knowing that I'm – lean on that camp i'm less versed in all the what people would say or on that to me it's like it's not those other things man has the free will to choose um uh whether to receive god's grace or not and so so then how do you what how to facilitate a discussion between these two groups well first make sure no one has their weapons they've checked all those at the door and um no pointy objects right no baseball bats do not have this conversation during a baseball game (laughs) absolute start with prayer your prayers got